it's not for everybody but for us because we have built really good relationship with our customers it's not just for the sake of business but we also listen to them and we understand and if they know that they can rely on you to grow things for them it just builds up that relationship this is the producers i'm danny valent Cecilia, C.C. Diaz-Peterson, grows one of Australia's only commercial crops of wild hibiscus, also known as rosella, alongside an eclectic mix of Asian and Mexican vegetables and exotic fruits on her family's 50-acre farm at Waluga, three hours north of Brisbane. Born in the Philippines, C.C. was a real estate agent when she was swept up by the world of food. She founded C.C.'s Kitchen, met the farmer who became her husband and moved the land. Obsessed with sustainability, community and legacy, CC is a grower and maker and passionate about connecting consumers with the land. My name is Cecilia Diaz-Peterson or known as CC. Um, I am from the Peterson's farm at Wuluga, which is uh, 45 kilometres northwest of Gympie, south of Sunshine Coast. And we are a Rosella farmer or the Australian hibiscus. And we also grow small crops in our 50 acre, beautiful fertile soil. Our farm is um, 50 acres uh, of undulating land. So it's not just flat, you know, there's, there's contours, there's, um, there's the trees are obviously surrounding our parameters. So we have dedicated out of our 50 acres, we got about 10 to 15 acres of trees around us to keep the balance also. Um, and also um, we have different kinds of soil in our in our property. We have sandy loam, we have volcanic um, red, we have uh, black soil, we've got scrubby creek, uh, scrubby soil, and uh, we also have um, some... Um, how would I say it, um, just really rocky area that we have. So the, four, the farm originally, apparently maybe about 150 years ago, used to be a dairy farm. Uh, our area of Wuluga used to be known for, for dairies, but there's not a single dairy here now. It's mostly um, cattle country, so a lot of people just grow cattle. And we are the only small crop farmer in Wuluga. We grow, uh, at the moment, We our main crop is rosella. We have about 1,500 bushes uh, that takes about four, four acres of our land. We also grow Asian vegetables like snake beans, okra, bitter melon, loofah. We grow chilies. We grow tomatillos. We also grow a little bit of sunflowers. And then... We also have an orchard of exotic fruits like jack, uh, jackfruit, kumquat, lemon, mandarin, um, carambola, figs, red purple. Uh, what else have we got? Um, cafe lime, some pomegranate, and also um, nectarines. And then throughout for winter, we have also already planted our snow peas, shelling peas, our um, sugar snaps, English beans, butter beans and green beans, a lot of tomatoes, and also 
a lot of different Mexican um, produce like tomatillos, poblano, and jalapenos. So all year round, we've got crops in our farm, and we also very um, conscious of resting our land. So we don't we don't cultivate the whole um, 30 acres that's left. We actually rotate our land and we rest and put cover crop because we believe we've got to leave this land better than what we actually found it. So for us, if we've got a healthy soil, most probably we will probably have very healthy plants. That means we would be having less um, problems like pests to deal with day in, day out. So um, it's not about just growing things. It's about growing what we can, the best we can, but also less use of um, chemicals as well. CC started her business almost by accident. She was such a good backyard gardener that she had to think of something to do with her glut of tomatoes. Her chutney business began as a hobby, but it soon turned into a proper enterprise. Mainly is that uh, 12 years ago, I have started my business, CC's Kitchen, which is making jams and pickles and chutneys and all that, just to get out of um, my job as a real estate agent. I was uh, having a small garden at the back of my parents' property and uh, of course I uh, grew tomatoes and uh, I, when they started bearing so much fruit I was just giving them to all my friends and neighbours and then they just couldn't handle it so I thought oh well I better make some relish then which I don't know how so I just googled it, googled it and made some relishes and I start giving things away and then everyone's cupboard is over full and I'm thinking what now so um, I I was not trained to make any jams or pickles so I've just pretty much uh, walk uh, just picked up the hobby because I I do love cooking I am from a Filipino background and cooking is uh, part of what we do and um, yeah so then I start making um, these relishes and uh, eventually my friend said, well, this is good enough for you to sell. What are you doing? So, no, what are you doing, doing what you do? So, um, back about two years before, um, my boss, when I was in real estate, said to me that you are in the wrong job. You should be a cook. What are you doing? He's selling houses, you know. So, um, uh, one day I just decided that maybe there is more things to life than just doing a job instead of doing something that you love and um, I drove past the office of fair trading I walked in there and I just registered CC's kitchen and um, and then I started doing a bit of research by going to little markets and see what people think of my products so um, when I was getting a fair bit of response um, I just made more products I went to more markets and uh, people start asking me about gooseberry jam. Um, they said it's the best jam ever, and uh, I don't know what it was. So I just started people um, asking people, like other stallholders, if they ever know of anybody growing gooseberries. And one day I come across my future husband, which is a farmer. So he was growing gooseberries. And uh, I started buying uh, more produce from him. And one day he um, he was asking me, what about Rosellas? And I said, oh, what a, what's about Rosellas? And he goes, oh, would you like to buy some Rosellas and make some jam? And I said, 
what would you do that to a bird? Because I came from Sydney. I thought Rosella was actually a bird. And he said, no, it's, a, it's actually a fruit and you make jam out of it. And I said, um, well, you better just give me t- 10 kilos and see what I can do. And uh, two weeks later, he delivered them to me and I asked him, so what do I do now? So he actually taught me how to prep the rosala, how to make the jam, just like what his late Nana Peterson used to make many, many years ago. So um, a year later, we got married and I moved to the farm and... Um, made more rosella jam and then I just couldn't keep up and um, they, they're not growing enough for me. So I decided, she said to them, well, there's no point you growing rosellas and I, I don't have enough after two months, it's all finished. I said, you better grow some more so I can put things away. And, um, you know, 10 years later, we produce um, uh, about six tons of rosella fruit that we supply to all other jam makers and food processors. And I have about created 35 products out of rosella alone. So uh, rosella jam is pretty much the quintessential Queensland jam. I could probably say that. And uh, a lot of people remember the time that they had when they were kids spending time with their mom or their grandmothers and uh, every jar that we sell or every kilo of fruit that we sell to the customers, they just uh, bring back memories for them and it keeps us connected with the people. So I think for us, that's just a wonderful way of farming because you just keep that engagement and you make people happy. Queenslanders tend to know what rosella is, but what about the rest of us? CC gives us the 101 on wild hibiscus. Rosella is uh, pretty much um, considered an Australian native food. Um, it originated um, originally from Jamaica, so the people that came to our country must have bought the seeds to their food, must have thrown it out in the bush, and uh, and it obviously loved the weather of being in in the bush, you know, rough as you can get, and they just grew wild and uh, mainly used um, for tea. Normally, they, if you've ever heard about hibiscus tea, um, it is also called hibiscus up the river, which is the scientific name of the Australian rosellas. The color of it is crimson red, absolutely beautiful. There's nothing like it. Um, it's almost a shape of an inverted um, strawberries, but it's got prong towards the end. It's got almost like a crown, but at the bottom. Um, very tart in flavor, um, very rich in vitamin C, 10 times more than an orange very rich on essential minerals like repoblavine, antioxidant, um, and also uh, essential minerals to actually keep you hydrated. Uh, It is used by uh, the indigenous women for um, drinking to relieve um, women's problems like period pains. So it's got such a an association way back from our um, indigenous um, women. Mainly used as jam in Queensland. Uh, everyone loves the jam. Um, how would I say? Uh, but I found that it's. I found it to be versatile. So now I make um, hibiscus tea. I make chutneys out of it. I make cordial or soft drinks we have, and 
uh, chili sauces, syrup, all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, 35 uh, products out of Rosella alone. So that has become our niche crop. Uh, we grow it, uh, we normally grow it uh, and plant it from about September and we start picking early January and we normally pick for about six months during the dry to autumn weather. Rosella is the mainstay, but there are lots of other crops grown in this fertile soil. Cece talks us through the diverse range and supply chain and the relationships that underpin their business. Um, we have a particular, we've got actually a few particular crops that we grow. We grow gem squash from about, we pick about from about mid-October to mid-December and we grow them for our South African um he would he would say that he was probably a wholesaler and he buys whatever we pick a week and that all goes to sydney so that's a gem squash is more like a texture of zucchini but it's round and um it's pretty much the staple food for the south africans so that's what we grow it for them we also grow uh, what they call red boro beans it's like a purple long beans and you only eat the seeds inside where the Fijian Indians will make a dal out of it or they make curries. And again, we grow that um, around your November up until about May and that goes to our Fijian customers. Um, very tasty, especially uh, for vegan, vegan people. It's very high in protein and that's why they love it. So they, they, just, they just actually... Uh, peel them off and they freeze them. So that means they will have supply until the next season starts. Um, Mexican produce, we grew it because we had a, um, a chef friend that have a uh, restaurant in Sydney, a uh, Mexican vegan restaurant, and he she asked us to grow tomatillos for her and poblano and jalapenos. And um, she then decided that she was going to tell her other friends and they've been buying from us. And then we also sell that to uh, a shop in Sydney that has a customer base, uh, Mexican restaurants or Mexican customers in Sydney. So um, all our veg of vegetables or fruit normally goes direct mainly to the customers. We, we've considered ourselves very fortunate in that way because... Um, it's not for everybody, um, but for us, because we have built a really good relationship with our customers, it's not just for the sake of business, but we also listen to them and we understand. Um, and also, um, you know, and if they know that they can rely on you to grow things for them, it just builds up um, that relationship. And um, it's not just farming, that means you're also satisfying a need for a customer and for us as farmers, we get better value for our produce because we don't have to worry about a middleman. Um, with the produce that we grow, we actually have a little roadside stall in in our farm. So um, we've got people that drive in just like what I'm talking to you now. There's cars stopping by. They pick up fresh produce that we have um, in our shop. It's an honesty box, so that means they just put the money in the box. And uh, that would probably be our main point of um, selling our produce. But we also go to farmer's market twice a week. And we also supply um, directly chefs from Brisbane, 
um, shops in Sydney um, and also local chefs here in Gympie and Harvey Bay. And plus, we got direct customers that come to the farm and buy bulk from us. Like we've got particular customers that we grow particular crops and they every every uh, vegetable or every produce that we pick each week, they will just buy all that and they normally share it with their community. So we have direct customers like that way. And um, some of it, whatever extra we have, we send a few to the Brisbane market so other other chefs will have a better access. If they are in Brisbane, it's easy for them to go and grab our produce that way direct from our agent. Cece had a feeling she'd end up closer to nature, but she couldn't possibly have predicted the path she's travelled. She is grateful for what she's gained, but she can also see the benefits her outsider perspective brings to farm life. Way back in the Philippines, I used to hang out a lot with my grandfather and my grandmother because they used to have a farm, but not, but nothing like what my um, my family has now, the Petersons. So. Um, I suppose I would probably say I'm considered as a city girl, and uh, but I've always been very attracted to the lifestyle of uh, of as a farmer. You know, wide open space and freedom that you can almost see the stars uh, at night time. And I've always had an inkling to go back to that. I didn't know when, but somehow out in the universe, um, I just ended up marrying a farmer because I changed my job, I guess. Uh, I moved to the farm and I probably saw things that they don't normally see. You know, if they if they are farming, they just seem to be doing the same thing all the time. And me being an outsider, I kind of saw um, some opportunities and some things that probably needed to be put forward as a suggestion because, um, you know, there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of... Um, time being wasted uh, and also you got to also deal with with the nature you know dry uh, drought storms hailstorm uh, market prices um, loss of customers and at the end of the day you still have to earn a living so I just saw that from the back saying well, why do we just keep farming for the sake of farming but we got to also have to make a living. So uh, then I started to uh, look at promoting the farm, putting a face to the farm because they don't really, you know, they don't really promote themselves. Um, you know, there's no point growing the product when you don't really tell people. There was no way of conveying the message if it's not good enough to be on the farmer's market. You got to have a social media. So I suppose we started engaging the people and telling them, about what we do, especially through CC's Kitchen, because you know that it's pretty much from paddock to pot to the customers, and we can we can all do that from the farm because all our product is made in a small purpose commercial kitchen uh, that I have in the beginning, and I could say to the people, well, this came from us, uh, this is how it grows, this is what I do, and then this is the product now in front of you. So, I think. It give us um, a story to tell and people love the fact that they know where their food comes from. And for us, we found that as a way of educating, um, you know, the young and old and also to keep people uh, excited 
or maybe inform about what small local farmers do. You know, we don't compete with the big boys because one, it's they're far too big, but we do our way of farming sustainably, you know, um, responsible, we're accountable, and also we love talking to the people. So we now grow uh, crops uh, for demand. So we just don't grow things in of just hoping it will sell, but we pretty much grow when we know we've got a customer waiting on the other hand. So it makes it more, um, for, for me, not being a farmer, I fell in love with it, but it also gave me a purpose that maybe this is the way I can contribute as a farmer because I then brought in the outside knowledge and I can help our business uh, grow big and maybe look at opportunities that we've never thought before. So that is probably what really excites me. Growing the product is one thing, selling it is another, but engaging community is best of all. Cece talks about the big Rosella field days that she runs to get people into the fresh air and onto a working farm to understand where their food comes from. The Big Rosella Festival is on its eighth year. We actually grew it organically from 2016. Um, it's a two-day event on a weekend where we open up our farm to the public. Um, we have farm tours. We have uh, chefs um, that come in and do cooking demonstration using our produce. We have um, forums uh, about farming where people can ask uh, other farmers because we invite some of our farmer friends to also talk about their farms and also uh, sell some of their value-adding products. Um, we also invite some of our local crafts, craft ladies that to sell their wares in our farm. Uh, when we have an open day, we have CWA um, ladies here that I'm part of that they make the, the scones for us for the day. And also they have to, uh, they also have a stall. Um, we also um, have a produce stall. We have some market stalls. We've got food uh, using most of our local produce. So that means um, it's pretty much homemade food. And just we just have people here just like to hang out with us and um, see what we're doing and we've also got some local entertainers for example the over 70 ladies that sang uh, that sing and dance uh, local musicians um, and also we include our local school as well so we have them have a stall here and help them uh, have raffles so they can raise some money for that for the local school as well so it's pretty much a community where we open up our farm so hopefully that will transcend to uh, local tourism into our little town of Wooluga. It's hard to imagine more contrast between the high heels and perfect hair of a real estate agent and the homely life of a farmer and cook. Cece explains her role and the joys and challenges of working with her husband Greg. Oh massive difference. Um, I don't have to wear black suit in the heat and door knock put it that way uh, no makeup no high heels to run <laughs> um, my life now is so simple you know I I work in in the kitchen and I just have nice comfortable clothes and I just have my cooking shoes and um, and so much freedom because I get to work um, with some of our local I mean we have employees here at the farm and they just um, they just local people and we treat them like family so 
uh, we're all equal here, um, getting the job done and we work as a team and we feel that our workers are our family. Um, I get to work with my husband, I guess, uh, not directly because he looks after the farm and I look after the, the kitchen plus all the marketing and all the administration and social media. Um, but we pretty much um, complement each other because we have our own talent and gift that we can actually uh, share each other. So uh, it's not easy at times because you're always together, but, you know, we understand what we've got to do and we have the common goals and that means, you know, Whatever I do, whatever he does, it all contributes to what we want to achieve at the end of the day. And we can finish off whenever we want. Sometimes we work too hard. But if we've got to go somewhere, we just schedule our own times and um, freedom. And um, again, we, we meet a lot of people and uh, such as, you know, having a chance to talk to you, that's, I would have never imagined I, I would be doing this. Farm life never stands still. CC shares her hopes and plans for the future. For the future is um, we have just got, um, we just had our brand new kitchen built in June last year out of all the, fl- uh, the big floods that we had to encounter last year. So um, I am in my new premises here uh, doing all my um, condiments, but we are also building a, a nursery to grow um edible crops in pots so that means people can come to the farm and buy the actual uh, seedlings that will grow in our area and they will get uh, some knowledge directly from the farmers so they can have a chat with my husband and my father-in-law which is uh, 84 years old with a ton of knowledge and also we get to um, open up perhaps uh, one day a little cafe here at the farm where people can come for perhaps breakfast and then they can wander to through the farm maybe for a farm tour and maybe go through the nursery. Uh, we could have busloads of people here perhaps from, um, from doing uh, trips, day trips and maybe families or maybe the schools. So we want to work more from home. So we want to uh, leave a legacy of educating people so hopefully that is what will be transpiring perhaps in the next 12 months and that's what would really keep us excited and I think you know doing what we love and and yet you will be able to share it is is absolutely blissful for us there are so many aspects to CC's work farming creating cooking selling and promoting but what does she love most about what she does? I love cooking. I love creating recipes. It keeps me motivated. Um, I love dealing um, with new customers, especially when you know they they hear about us through um, the media or they Google about Rosellas and Peterson's Farm or CC's Kitchen will come up and they will make contact with us. Um, I get the opportunity to be able to. Um, ask what they need or maybe they can ask uh, they can ask us some information of when is our uh, how does the the actual rosella grow when does it pick uh, what produce can we you know what can, what produce can we supply to them in what form um, and the fact that we could be part of what they do some of these people they don't have a product yet but they are willing enough to have the conversation and perhaps use our produce and make a product for themselves. And I think the collaboration 
is really um, really important for us because we know that that our business will have a future. Where it's not about uh, taking a market share out of someone; it's us paving a new a new path for other people to benefit as well. And I think that's what I love because we, as a business, our little farm here, we get to become part of a bigger picture with other people. So at the moment, we've got a few projects or people that we are talking to. Um, hopefully something eventuates from them and that means we may grow more results perhaps because the demand is there. CC Diaz-Peterson combines the nostalgia of Rosella, a classic Queensland ingredient, with the forward-looking energy of an immigrant entrepreneur. CC's Kitchen is a dynamic business, paving new paths every year and nurturing other enterprises in her orbit. It's strategic and savvy, but built on passion and a deep respect for nature and the joy of sharing food. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.